You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Do you love sci-fi, horror, and fantasy films? Then grab a badge for Otherworlds Film Festival, the country's premier sci-fi film festival. There will be Q&As, panels, parties, and mixers. Rub elbows with up-and-coming and established filmmakers, as well as like-minded filmgoers. Come celebrate our seventh year, December 3rd through 6th, at the Galaxy Highland in Austin, Texas. Badges are now for sale at otherworldsfilmfest.com. That's otherworldsfilmfest.com. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above, an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. You know, I'm watching this movie, the latest thing to drop on Shutter, Scare Me, and it has nothing to do with it at all, but I could not get out of my head this one very famous scene, right? Oh, wow. That sounds pretty scary. Hey, man, you want to see something really scary? (laughs) (laughs) I kept thinking of the end of Twilight Zone, the movie, and uh, to every time I've ever been in an uber or anything i've been waiting for somebody to do that it's never happened someday that's how i plan on going out but this isn't really a horror movie scare me despite the title and the premise it's more like a really cool improv night at your local theater or maybe that's what it should have been i don't know we'll get to that i've got a couple people here who have different opinions than me i suspect i've got davy hello Luane. hey and ryan what's going on so here's the premise here and the stars one of those guys who's like uh, he's relatively new i uh, yeah, actually really new directorial debut by josh rubin who also not only is directing this not only wrote it but is playing the one of the two primary characters in the thing you could even say the primary character in the thing fred we see he's gone up to stay i, I don't know if they ever say somewhere in the frozen north in a cabin and it's not like evil dead cabin it's like it's like a cabins around it's on a proper road so he's up there even though he has a regular job because he wants to be a writer a horror writer it immediately made me go that is not a terrible idea i'm gonna start looking into cabins in canada right now (laughs) yes that's what i need so he's in there he's kind of as truman capote said writing is easy just stare at a piece of paper until your forehead bleeds it's not really working he meets on one of his walks one of the neighbors who is played by the recently propelled to much bigger than she already was before Aya Cash playing Fanny. If you don't know, she is on The Boys right now playing Stormfront, which is kind of like an instant star making turn. But before that, she was a huge star from FX's You're the Worst. But she is a horror writer too, except, oh, difference is she's actually gotten published and not just published, like 
to huge fanfare. Like New York Times at one point, they're like New York Times called her the greatest living horror writer. I was like, whoa, <laughs> but she's still kind of young. And he's like, OK, well, this is she's kind of playing a, a character that's not entirely unlike Stormfront on the boys. If you watch that, she's kind of snarky, kind of trying to make everyone feel a little bit emasculated with everything she says. And he's a little intimidated by her. But when the power goes off in their neighborhood, she shows up and she's like, hey, you know what we should do? We should try and tell each other scary stories, like just make up scary stories to tell each other, which is exactly what this movie is. It's two people telling each other scary stories they're making up and kind of helping each other make up the stories as they get more and more fucked up. And basically the line between dimensions starts to weaken between their dimension and the dimension of the Foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> So that's basically the premise here. I think just for me, I'll just say very quickly that I was really in this. I was really like rooting for these guys. They're two incredibly talented comic performers, but everything about this kept saying, this is a stage show, guys. This is like one of the best stage shows you ever went to go see. You didn't write an ending. You just kind of went, I guess it has to end kind of like this. And it felt totally like they just didn't care how this thing ended. And that's not the not the meat of it. It kind of was just whimpers away as it comes to a conclusion. But a good portion of this is deeply entertaining. And we'll even get for a little while Chris Red from Saturday Night Live, which I think is actually the high point of this whole film coming in as a local pizza delivery guy who joins them for one of the stories. And it's just so funny. But you know what? I've blathered on. You guys, come on. I mean, am I on point? here? Am I totally wrong? Not totally. <laughs> I, I agree with you because the entire movie, you're watching this and you're going, so there's like two ways that this can end. Yep. What are they going to do? Neither of these really work. And I agree with you that like the ending doesn't totally stick, but and I guess this is to its credit. I don't know how to make a better one. So I guess almost that's like half of a pass. But like the first 80 or so percent of this movie, I had a blast with it. It's very weird. The Foley work and there is a lot to how the space is shot and how little things start to creep into the area that I think it uses being a movie about as well as it could. And I, I really enjoyed almost everything about this to the point where I can even forgive the kind of wet blanket of an ending. Yeah, and I think the the part of it that, that worked the most for me was the two main performances from Josh Rubin and Aya Cash, honestly. I think that with a movie like this, being trapped with two actors for this long, essentially doing little bits could be an absolute nightmare. And if, if so someone pitched this to me and I didn't honestly even watch the trailer beforehand. I didn't know a lot about it. If someone pitched this to me, it sounds kind of irritating. I don't know if I would have been into <laughs> it, but like watching it and just seeing these like just these ridiculous, silly, sort of funny horror stories. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they're they're a little bit scary, but I had a lot of fun with it and I agree. It didn't quite stick the landing with the ending, but I thought it was fun enough all the way through that I wasn't disappointed that I saw it. I want to say I went to theater camp for several years and yes, it is fucking terrifying being trapped in a room with those people for an entire night. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing I thought when I was watching this was, God damn it, why didn't I make this movie? <laughs> because... <laughs> Because it requires like four actors, an Airbnb for a weekend and, and a car. And I'm like, why have I not? Why did I not make this? I had the same thought. Yeah, yeah. honestly. I, I was like, oh, this is great. And, and I realized like, I mean, obviously, given the cast, it was like a, a sag after a 
thing and all that. So they had to spend some money. But like I was looking at that thinking I could make this over a couple of weekends with some people and it would cost me the rental of the place and the pizza. And why didn't I do that? Yeah. And that's part of why I was like, it's so simple. It's all about who the, the people are that you've got to play these roles. Yeah. But it also made me go watching it. I'd love to see some other people do this, like this exact movie. Like I would like this if this was a play. But now it's being performed by these other three or four really well-known comedic actors who are bringing slightly different stories stories into it and different things. Yeah. Uh, let's face it. Once again, the real star of the show is the Foley guy who is just oh, really good. Really at really is. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should have been like should have been the headliner on the at the end credits. Yeah. And even that in theater would add so much to that experience because you can do everything in this movie in a theater. And I just I think it's partially because of that. It just whimpered out at the end that I was like, I felt like y'all found a slot. You thought this, as you were saying, this idea is so good. Why hasn't someone done this all before that they didn't finish it? Yeah. Well, it, it made me think as I was watching it. This is somebody workshopping ideas for a movie realizing there's not enough in each of these things to make a movie. But what if we put them together and then we basically have a writer's room meeting with some Coke and some wine and some pizza <laughs> and see what happens. And again, I'm like, why did I not do this? <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, so Ruben's character is trying to write a werewolf novel. And the next film that Ruben is making is a werewolf movie. That's Huh. Okay. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's a lot of truth to that. I'm not sure. If it's exactly that plot, then we know. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to make your money for like a feature that requires money than to put something like this together? Like as, as sort of a, here's a thing I can do. Here's a way for me to get in and get a feature made for the budget couldn't have been that big for this no, thing. No. I mean, the, the cast was probably the most expensive part. It just, it did. It felt like a, a watching a writer's room when they're going through ideas. Like, no, no, no. What if it was this? Right. You know, it, you know, there's simple things like, well, what if Sam was a girl instead? Okay, that's cool. And then they get into all this other really insane stuff. And that's, I kind of kept going, why did they only bring in the Saturday Night Live guy for one sequence when he added so much to it? And then they're like, okay, now you can go. I'm like, I think that the one thing that would have really made this work is if they kept bringing in more people yeah. yes. and like, and they all started participating and then that played into some sort of ending thing. Cause the way it, it reduced back down again and they struggled to make that work in a way that's very uncomfortable to watch. You can feel them struggling with the dialogue and even the performance. But I really thought there was so much more you could have done with this premise alone. And it does kind of overstay its welcome for me with just the two characters. Like the Saturday Night Live guy, I keep saying Saturday Night Live guy, Chris Red gets there. It's a relief. Oh, yes. Thank you. Here's someone else because they're trying already trying kind of stretching out this premise a little further than it will go with just two actors, no matter how good they are. Both these people are great. Yeah. And as much as I was enjoying their performance, performances. I totally agree, Chris. Like when he came, he he definitely breathed new life into it. Yeah, I think that's my main criticism with this. I feel like it could have lost like 20, 30 minutes. Maybe it felt way longer than it should have been. I mean, I, yeah, you could have taken out like five to 10 minutes and that definitely wouldn't type. But 20 to 30. I know that it, the arc doesn't end in a great place, but it messes up the entire like structure and the flow. I like this movie, y'all. It's a good movie. <laughs> so I liked upset. it, too. I really did like it. <laughs> 
I think they could have cut 90 minutes. <laughs> Probably, you know, like two hours. I mean, well, maybe not. I mean, like 80, 88, it'd be fun. No, no, it, it, I get what you mean. I think what they, I, it's not so much the length for me on this that it, you know, it's not, because it, it's right around 90 minutes. It's not a really long movie, but it, it's just the way they use the time. Like Chris had suggested, if maybe they had brought in another person for a little bit and either they, they, they dip in, they dip out, or they just build the cast up until you've got four or five people or, or whatever. Who knows? But I think maybe that might have made a difference because we do spend an awful lot of time with just the two of them. And it's the stories they're telling are interesting, like the, the little short vignettes. But their character interaction doesn't change a lot until you add in Chris Red, And then there's some there's an additional tension because you can see in Ruben's performance where he is and how he's thinking about this this woman in his place. And now here's this other guy coming in and she's not insulting him and, and emasculating him. And so I think it, it maybe it would have been better to bring in at least another person to sort of fill in some of that time without maybe losing the story part or the entertaining part, but rather just just make a better use of it. I mean, the only real tension here is kind of a sexual tension. I mean, there are points they there's a slight insinuation that maybe there'll be a connection between the two main characters, but not through most of it. It's not something they deeply play with. And I when I say the sexual tension, I mean less that and more like the tension between these two genders based on who they are as yeah. people, as a ma masculine and the feminine, like all these things coming to light the way she does constantly make him feel emasculated and uses his own the things she knows about the masculine persona against him in a way that really is, you know, I almost felt bad for him, but he is kind of a douchebag anyway. Yeah. He is kind of a douche. <laughs> but he plays it really well. I think he plays it where like, yeah, you suck and you're a bad person, but you honestly believe you're in the right. And I think I think that was enough for me to to really like the dynamic between the two and the constant emasculation and like the trying so hard to be like, well, well you're stupid after she gives like a 10 page essay on why he's a dipshit. <laughs> That's happened to me. It's not any fun. Doesn't it's, matter how woke no, you are. Never, no. <laughs> Every party I've ever gone to. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Someone read you a 10 page essay on why you were a dipshit at every party? I don't go to a lot of parties for that reason. <laughs> Did you just go to one and it happened and you were like, no more parties? Uh, I've gone to like five. None of them go well. I drink too much and people tell me I suck. <laughs> and I wasn't there for it, but I did hear of one after hours, one of us uh, online drinking event that got a little out of control. I wouldn't know. I don't remember it. <laughs> I hope I didn't That's hurt fair. anyone's feelings. I know, I've learned the secret from me is maybe just don't drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, save that for when you're at home and angry and destroying things with your hammer. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> on to our final thoughts. Oh, that got a little darker. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I did genuinely enjoy this. Had a really good time with it. Thought it was really funny. Lots of, I mean, really good performances from the two leads. And I don't know. I, I, th I thought it was fun for what it was. I, I really do think that it... Yeah, like if it were if it were 20 to 30 minutes shorter, it definitely would have been way too, way, way too short. But I thought that it worked. It worked more than it didn't. I think that they kind of I just think they kind of stretched the premise a little too long, maybe. But overall, I did really like it. Um, I would give it seven 
pleasant edible arrangements. <laughs> Baby? Uh, so I've been excited for this movie for a while because Josh Rubin used to be, he was one of like the original College Humor cast members. And I really liked a lot of the stuff that he was doing there. So I was, I was very much anticipating what he was going to do with this. And I, with the criticisms and with the problems, I ultimately came out really liking this. Um, again, the performances are awesome. And I think the premise and the structure is weird enough and interesting enough that I can kind of look past some of the flaws and the cracks in it just because it's trying something super different and super weird and something that, like you said at the beginning, Ryan, it really should not work. This is a terrible idea for a movie. And I have no idea why I liked it as much as I did. But I am going to give this eight out of ten random pizza guys. Fair. (laughs) Hey, there is no such thing as a random pizza guy. God wanted them to be there for you every single time. (laughs) When there was when there was one set of footprints, that's where the pizza man carried you. You got it. Exactly. (laughs) In the end, this was mostly pretty fun. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I was, I did, I spent a lot of time going, damn it, why didn't I do this? It, it, and there's little clever things in there. You talked about the Foley and the other stuff. It, um, the pizza guy's jacket says he was from the Overlook Motel Pizza, which <laughs> I thought was a nice touch. In the end, I think I'm, I'm kind of like with Ryan. I, I, I liked it more than I didn't. And the, the tonal shift that kind of gets it into the end I wasn't surprised by it just wasn't the way I wanted to go with it. Mm-hmm. And the opening bit where he's getting his ride out to the place and he, you know, he makes a comment that he's a writer and then the driver is talking to him about all that stuff. That happens all the time, no matter what level of, of skill you have or fame, because the number of people that have told me, oh, I've wanted to be a writer, too, and then tell me all kinds of stuff. I'm like, oh, God, dude, they 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 don't tell you, hey, man, do you want to see something really scary? They go, hey, man, do you want to hear about my screenplay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that was actually for for me kind of a fitting end as it comes back around the way it does to see that because I'm like, yeah, of course, that's exactly how something like that would go. In the end, I, I had I had a lot of fun with it most of the time. So three and a half out of five pizza slices. Now this is a something that definitely came out of a combination of people having been in a, a writer's room and people having taken improv classes, because this is like that best improv night that you had with your friends distilled down into, oh, what if we took that great night? Remember that one Halloween we did improv and it just everything was firing on all cylinders? What if we found a way to do that and just kind of change it just enough to make it as a workable script? Well, they didn't change it just enough. This is a I disagree with you, Davey, in that this is a horrible idea. I think it's a great idea. It just needs more structure. It doesn't have the structure to support it. It's a fantastic concept that needed more plot. There's just nowhere near enough actual plot to this. There is no plot to this thing, really. It's two people telling each other stories that gradually grow to dislike each other, then like each other, then dislike each other to the point of really disliking each other. And not in a clever one-act play sort of way, but in a sort of like people getting annoyed at each other during a improv class. (laughs) There's a lot of moments in here that I loved. These two lead actors are fantastic and really good playing off each other here. There's so many good ideas coming fast, like one after another. They don't all hit, but more than enough do to make this very entertaining for the bulk of it. I just, it just feels like such a shame that it's, it's an almost ran. It's a film that could have been really great, like that I would recommend to everyone that just a little more work could have propped this thing up and and made it as good as it could be. But as 
it is, it feels kind of half finished. I'm going to give it seven out of 10 old Russian grandfathers with peanut butter smeared all over their mouth. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, brutal. And I feel like after anyone says anything now, I should say, yes, and? <laughs> ah, that's how you detect who's done improv in the room. <laughs> ah, busted. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>